Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A, a, a grain of rice. A, a grain of rice. Tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Oh, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Okay, okay. TJ, um, you the same four teams meeting in the semi finals for four years in the trots, but there are four great teams. To, to, to say the least. No, I didn't because of all the games clashing. I could only really watch in a Pearson and Patrick's well. So, great win for Dune against Kilmallock TJ. Again, against the odds. Bad enough being down, possibly one of the best defenders in the country in Richie English. But then to be dealt a hammer bro of Dara Donovan not being recovered. Uh, I don't know how he'll be fixed for, for two weeks' time. But, she's uh, like, they'd be their two standout Limerick players. And to be down those and to come up with such a big win a uh, real statement uh, that maybe I wouldn't have expected from doing in the past, like that there might have been excuses there before the game. and But they stepped up and, and, and like the likes of Pat Ryan, as well as a lot of the younger brigade, maybe new, who hadn't maybe the past. I'm talking about, you know, maybe Josh Ryan, Jack Ryan, Mikey O'Brien, you know, took up central roles. Jack Ryan, obviously, with two goals. Mikey stepping into the centre-back role, which I know from him at Limerick Minor. He's well able to play probably his natural position in some ways. Um, but a huge win for them. Yeah, massive win, you call it right there. And it would have been seen as a little bit of a shock because I think Kilmallock were short enough price favourites. They had been impressive in the early rounds of the Championship. And, you know, I did see the game. And just to talk about it, I was watching games. It was a tough day Saturday myself. I was at a communion. You know, luckily enough, I was getting well fed and kind of uh, watered for the day. So I tried to watch two games in Limerick, two games in Kilkenny, some of the racing from Leperstown and Liverpool and Leeds. Now try and get <laughs> all of them in on a Saturday afternoon. You managed to give us a loser in Leperstown too. I did, I gave you a loser in Leperstown. <laughs> but to go, yeah. back to, to go back to the game, like it would have been seen like to lose Richie English at the start of the year, to lose Dara Donovan again to a knee injury. And I don't know how significant that knee injury is for, for the latter part of the year would have been as a real hammer blow for Dune. But they're getting a tune out of these guys. I would have been one of the guys who questioned Dune. They've never won a senior championship in Limerick. And for the last, for as long as I can remember, in 20 years, they've been one of the clubs at underage that have been to the forefront. Dale, you know this, at every underage group all the way up in, in Limerick, in every group, in all teams, there's a good Dune contingent who can hurry. There's a carload. There's a carload. There's a carload. Every, every time. Uh, their schools are very good, they're very focused, their pitch, their facilities are very good, they do everything right, and they're questioning why they haven't, but there's something different about this time. I'm going to just touch on one small thing about the way the format of the championship worked in Limerick, right, was they started the end of July with three weekends of hurling, right? Then they took a break and played three weekends of football, right? And then after that, right, they, they had the quarterfinals and then the semifinals, right? So... It looks like it was a disadvantage for Patrickswell and for Kilmallock, right? They have five weeks with no game. Now, in Limerick as well, we were locked down. You couldn't play a challenge match outside the county. So, yes. Now, look, it's difficult for Kilmallock today. And Tony Canstein told me myself a long time ago, TJ, when you start making excuses, you're in trouble. So, you can't look at that. You have to be credit for doing here, right? Jack Ryan got two goals. Incidentally, straight after both water breaks. So, the timing was good. And the other huge factor for doing was Pat Ryan. He scored seven points from play. He came to the table. He's pace. He hurt Kilmallock in a major, major way. As Mark alluded there, any forwards 
who's getting seven, eight points in play. Like, that's a match-winning performance, time in and time. And, like, like that was just a major play for them. But great win for Dune. It would have been seen as surprising. They're back in the final again. They played the final against Kukersh two years ago with massive results. Um, the other one, like, again, the Pearson would have been favourites. Um, I think the Pearson getting beat by Kamalak early on might have been actually a favour for them. They would have been seen the quarterfinals to kind of get their house in order. They were ready for the well. They started fellas, very well. Fellas back as well, TJ. You know, in terms back of, as well. I know yeah. Shane, Shane Dowling obviously been a massive loss to any club team, but fellas like uh, Carl King, King, Alan Dempsey. Alan Dempsey. Yeah, yeah, big in, main in, for them. Inter-county players, like Phil, and, and their defence was definitely stronger as well. Um, the performance of David Dempsey up top, I know he scored a goal, but he also... Brilliant goal, little, brilliant he, goal. Brilliant goal. I don't know how he finished next year. Oh, yeah. Incredible um, goal. Um, the, and he could have got two more. Great save by Brian Murray there in the first half. But... You would have to say they looked like they were getting a little bit of a grip in the game just before the half time. They had gone the five points up at 14-9. Now, yeah. uh, Sean O'Brien was sent off for the well just on the stroke of half time to the second yellow cards. A little bit harsh, I thought, Dello. I'm not sure which was. I, I, yeah. I, hard to see it properly from the streaming, but that definitely was a factor. And then with the way the Pierce used the ball, playing against him with a man down was also going to be difficult for him. Um, well in the second half. Well, I got the feeling that Nipirshi had this. I thought they were moving slickly. They had 14 points on the board. It looked like they were kicking into gear. And I would say there's no doubt they'll be favourites. Like Dune, Dara Dunneman is a big factor heading for, for the final this weekend. The final is fixed for Saturday night. Um, I do believe it's an RTE on, on, on Saturday night. So it will be a good game to look forward to. It is a pity for Dune, and it's a little bit of a setback that they're missing their two good players. But as you said, the weekend, there are other players. Sometimes it's really, really focused the mind. They can really step up to it. And as I said, I'll just question the five-week break for the other boys. Yeah, and there's no, there's no doubt about that. And, and I watched all of that and I enjoyed it now. You know, I'd be familiar with an awful lot of them. Again, I mentioned Dune, Newfield is stepping up. Napier Sig, we think it a great team. You know, they had and still have a lot of them, obviously. And we mentioned King and Dempsey coming back. But, you know, for me, both Bylands... Tommy Grimes, Will Hen. Yeah. Maybe names now that a lot of people know because Conor Bylan obviously could also be playing with UCC, Jar, I suppose, couldn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but, you know, and Tommy Grimes is not Ireland under 21 winner. But they, they, those guys took a bit more leadership than what you'd have expected in the past because they had lost Kevin Downs. So I don't know if you'd heard anything TJ since about the extent of the injury. Yeah, he, he actually works here with me. Uh, he, he got just a bad cut. There's nothing broken in his hand. But he has 12. Stitches to his index finger, so he's going to be a doubt for the weekend. And no, take, him about, out, take him out, take him out, stitches, yeah. Tin piano, tin piano, kid. Speaking <laughs> of, of violence, the other violence, Jerome violence, had a fine game in defence for for the yeah. as well. Like, yeah. So yeah, a lot of names there, and look re- really slick up front. But look, the, fi- the, the final is coming up. But Dale, before we move away from Limerick, big game the weekend. Guys, plan. We've held our senior status after extra time. We got there. We had we, we had a good victory over over Marubo. So a lot of young fellas coming through there. So that was the big game for us at the weekend. So we retain our senior status. And before we move away from Guys, plan. Right, a long number of years ago, about ten years ago, I think I was, was my first stint has been involved with Guys, plan. We were in um, a relegation final. Again, right? And Are you in a lot of those? We seem to be a few. Like, just we had a couple of there in a row, but we won that one as well. And just shortly after that, we were going on a stag. We were going to Galway on a stag, and most of the team. You're good, you're, you're good. You'd win most of those as well, I'd say. You win most of those, <laughs> as, you can, as you can imagine. On, on a team player, when you're going on a stag, right? You Nearly know, all the team gets going, but um, uh, just about maybe two or three weeks after the relegation final. So on the way on the bus, anyway, the boys start slagging me about getting the cash plan to a final, but it happens to be a relegation final and getting a bit mistaken. <laughs> Luckily, no Frankie was in the bus as well, and Frankie was with me. And the previous year, uh, Frankie was manager of the team, and we were actually in the relegation final as well, right? And Frankie won that as well, right? So after about maybe three or four minutes of giving me with a stick, right, Frankie was kind of uh, trying to defend me. So the attention turned to him. So we're kind of saying, I don't know, you got us the relegation final as well. And Frankie returned and says, I kept you up when Viagra wouldn't keep you up. <laughs> 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 and and the, the last, the last thing they was in fairness, you probably had a small hand in as well. Kildaimo had a very good win. They're back in the senior ranks. They won the Premier Intermediate last night. They had a good win over Mungret. Um, great win for them. They've been knocking on the door for the last couple of years, and I know they have had a bit of a hand in their success. Uh, beating the semi-final two years ago by the winners, beating last year in the final, and finally getting the breakthrough. They have a couple of big players there. Kyle Hayes, captain of the side. Great result for them, and a good side, and they'll do well up senior. 
Yeah, and, and uh, no, had no hand at all acting her part this year, TJ. They're probably that's why they won it. But yeah, no, was involved in the one, the regular intermediate. Uh, was giving them a hand. Edges involved is too strong. Um, that I wouldn't have been going to games even, but I would have done a few sessions with them, you know. But Natal, Natal O'Grady obviously had a huge disappointment. Yeah. Of losing yeah. coach and Patrick's well, but he was coach manager of Kildimo Palace Henry so consolation big consolation for Natal and I know from a few of the boys down there um, Councillor Emmett O'Brien and a few more yes. who I know well uh, have been dying for this moment and then to do it against the neighbours from in the road towards the city Mungret uh, I'd say there might be I don't know do the, does the bucket bar do a substantial meal this week TJ but they I'm might sure, be thinking sure of putting on uh, nine euro soup and sandwich today and tomorrow it's a yeah and, and like Mungers would have had the upper hand on Kildaimo in the underage ranks all the way up along so yeah big 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 kudos for Kildaimo here they have definitely been improving over the last number of years had some good underage teams so big win for them and before we move away Dilo, relegation right? we have relegation in Limerick I know has been ruled out in some counties I'm not sure where you stand on that it was difficult Rubor went down they actually only lost one game in theory in, in, in the year so in the year that was and the way the championship was set up to be relegated is tough. It is. It is. And look, it's, um, we are not that strong ourselves at the moment. I mean, we, we did. We did improve. I think as we went into the B championship and we won a game and we lost the semi final of the B in extra time. But the big thing now in Clare is while there was no relegation. The dread is there's two to go down next year, you know. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, and that was a the trap door. You might have been keeping your eye on a couple of teams around you, but there's two to go. You know, tis tis um, there won't be a relegation final. I tell you, the semi-finals of relegation next year will be will be fairly savage. And just the last thing, TJ, before we go off in Limerick, and you mentioned about the system and and you know, two three weeks of hurling then onto football. But John Kiley now has it all over next Saturday night, uh, and he has his boys back. Uh, was there a bit of method in the madness there, I wonder? And it would have been. And then it, they, they would have been trying to get these, this championship finished quick. Like, look, um, I know in Galway, they just run it a week of football, a week of hurling, all of it every second week to try and cater for all the players. Like, there, there's definitely a little bit of unfairness as if for a team to wait five weeks. But certainly from an inter-county point of view, go back to what the lads are saying. And again, in Limerick, the, the, the inter-county players are starting to really crank up the gears, the good players, as such a players making statements, players putting their hand up to John Kiley. No doubt he will be happy. I have seen a few of the games that these guys are playing well. And outside of Daryl Donovan, to the best of my knowledge, all these guys are coming through. So he will be happy to have this over next Saturday night, get his players back, get them all dusted down and get ready to go. Yeah, yeah, look, and, and uh, obviously a uh, huge final to look forward to. We'll all be able to watch it on RTE. Uh, as well, which is great as well, you know. Um, so Spike won't be getting any more eight euros off me. If you meet him, you can tell him. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I let him know. No, I do. I do believe, and <laughs> maybe just met it to Clark's madness here, right? Is that the streaming in all counties is becoming very popular? So Clark rolling it out for free in year one might be the masterstroke <laughs> where they have everybody tied in, you know. And they kind of, you know them boys, they're a step ahead of the rest of us all, I think. Yeah, I, I, we're looking forward to this time next year. We Mr. Landers on them. So how many? Did you have 24,000 watching that quarterfinal yeah. there, Mark? Last night at 10, at, at 10 euros a pop. Yeah. I'm no, I went, down, I went down to the local, did it on? I <laughs> <laughs> three pints for the same price. <laughs> uh, stop. Look, lads, I... I'll touch on Clare. I presume none of you saw the games and they were streamed. Uh, they were enjoyable. They were intense. The second one was, was definitely probably the better game. Um, Six Mile Bridge did... Everyone suspected that they were all Guinness with, with David Reedy back were capable. Now, they beat him in the first round without Reedy by five points. But they met again then in the semi-final and Reedy was back. I must fly us. He was really good in the, in the quarterfinal. And, and to be fair to him, hurled well again. Um, under tight restrictions as well um, and a rogue they led by a goal with slight wind it wasn't a massive wind uh, coming up towards half time and crucial moment Danny Russell the guy I mentioned earlier who probably has all the talent and was really causing the bridge full back line all sorts of trouble um, got a brilliant goal in fairness you'd imagine but um, got hauled down for a penalty and like it was nearly on the stroke at half time he didn't hit it that way. Like, we'll give Derek Fay in goal for the bridge. was a top keeper credit. But, like, for me, if they went down the tunnel, two, ten, ten points, 
instead of one ten to ten points because she's amazing the bridge of four games played and having the goal scored and hardly threatened one yesterday and you wouldn't come across that in a championship too often Mark you know no, definitely four not. games and we had said it about the Pierce actually in Limerick that they hadn't scored goals at all like you know when David Dempsey came up with one and he was a uh, like, goals have a huge part to play in any victory. And we saw it with Blackrock and Douglas. It was a point fest until Connolly stepped up and got the goal out of nothing, really. Like, you know, but was, the way he created it was fantastic and the way he finished it. But, like, any team that can get goals, and Dale, you'll probably touch on it in a minute in the Kilkenny Championship. Like, the first thing that enters any fella's head, any forward, sorry, in Kilkenny is to go for a juggler. Yeah, and that, yeah. That's, that's, that's brilliant. Will you be amazed with the bridge? Like when they line up, there's no full forward line, right? There's no one. <laughs> Davy now he's best. Everyone comes out, so there's all there's no one inside the forty-five. Now they do drift in. Brian Curry is their main go-to guy, and had a great game in the second half when they needed somebody to win one-on-two balls. Like, and they all got Liam Curry back there. Jerry, you know, as a good defender, and Brian Lawn has a great time for Liam. Mm. And, and like he still managed to get on ball, hold up the play, and they drew freeze. And I suppose a rogue at that stage, a bit like Douglas, had wides in at crucial times. And the bridge won't freeze. And Alex Morey is a great free taker. He's taken over from Niall Gilligan as the free taker. And people, as I said before on this show, wondered would they be able to, to replace him. But the old experience of the bridge, you know, that they know how champions from last year play the system. And, and grounded out 17 points to 113, and, and they're back in that final. And they will now become, and credit to them, and I, I you know, I, I really have improved. Of course, Jerry O'Connor stepping back from the inter county got involved with Matthew Shannon, uh, and they really look like for the first time, Iroge haven't won a championship since 1990 in Clare, which is for our capital town. You know, when you think about the, the cities and you think about places like Tralee and the football and you saw the Kilkenny teams, three city teams, you know, you know, I know it's not a city, but it's a long time for the capital. But they now really do have three. And Shane O'Donnell was fairly well held by the bridge in fairness. Uh, but they now have probably three county players, which is, and they, and they have a few more young fellas coming. And I think their time might be too far away in Clare. Um, but the second one, lads, last night was, was, was the talking point, I think, really. Um, yesterday evening where Ballier would have gone in or they went in without one of their main forwards and Gary Brennan who the massive footballer obviously international rules footballer but he also is a a, a monster and and, uh, and O'Callaghan's Mills team that have kind of upset Ina Kildamona in a quarter final they were in the relegation final in Clare last year like in actual fact it was next year they'd be gone down because if you wind up in the final as I said earlier so for me, you know, Hurling is mad, lads. You, you know, they started with 1-1 to no score. And we all look at this goal near the end. Aren't we all liable for this, TJ? And they're talking points. And maybe young Hennessy in goal for Valier doesn't make too many mistakes. He's a fine prospect, Oshin Hennessy. He should have handled the ball a bit better and the goal came off it. But the concession of the 1-1 at the start is every bit as important as that goal in injury time. Do you know yeah. And it's overlooked. And, and, and in fairness to Conor Henry, midfield for the Mills, he was nearly given a clean walk through for that goal. And it gave him a four-point cushion, you know, into the wind. And, and, and I think we're inclined to overlook that uh, as pundits at times when we should absolutely be saying this was as crucial as that. Mm. Yeah, and if you look at, at this, I was into the water break there, like Bellier had a nice lead. They looked like they were more than well. I was following it there on, on, on the Twitter machine, like they were 113 to 110. Without that 1-1, that possibly could have been like 113 to 9 points, which is very significant, let's say, heading for halfway through the second half. But did the water break affect them? Did they seem to have huge momentum to, up to there? And it looked like as if they were going to want to win the game. Well, I was doing a few notes, TJ, and I, I just wrote at the top of it, water breaks. They turned, right. they turned the game in each, after each water break. Um, there's no, like, but there was a pivotal moment before the second water break in that Tony Kelly put on an exhibition again. 1-8 from play, like we spoke earlier, you know, about fellas' individual feats, and we will talk about kick anyone's as well in a minute, but uh, Jesus, 1-8 from play. But he was just after getting his goal, which he drifted in behind the half-back line, Trademark picked it up, put on the pin back the ears as the saying rugby and just in and buried it. And just shortly afterwards, when they were four ahead, he got a fairly similar opportunity. And again, 
got in. And this time he actually got in one-on-one. With Killian Nugent in the Mills goal brought off a brilliant save. And that, that, he did hit it quite close to him, but it was a rocket. Stopped it, and the Mills went up the free. He field and won a free to bring it back to three. And then the water break came. And it was, you know, there was momentum there. And they were, they were geeing up by the goalie. And, and uh, you know, funny things happened then. Tit for tat, two points in it, sort of. You still felt, I was texting a few of my friends over and back, what you think? And they were saying, ah, they'll, they'll do enough to have the experience with Jack Brown and Paul, and Paul Flanagan at the back. But a couple of funny things happened. And Nile DC would be their regular free taker and did I dick free taker. Got a slap in the hand and he was being treated. And I suppose it was one that you'd expect Tony to put over and he sleep, Tony Kelly. But Tony stepped up to hit it and had an amazing wide, really, in the sense that he'd nearly hardly one wide, I think, from Clay. But that was a big lift for them. And shortly afterwards, then DC hit one of these incredible line balls that we saw hit more especially, I suppose, with Dixborough and Shane Stapleton. But um, brilliant line ball, hit the post, bounced down. Now, it could have come to a Bellier man who would have buried it. But Hurland, again, as I've said, the madness of it, fell into, I think, Conor Cooney, the full-back's hand. He drove it up the field, won a free, back to a point. And sometimes you get the feeling when all these things are starting to happen that it's not going to be their day. And, and you know, that's the, way, that's the way it finished up. And, Taylor, you, like you, you know, you know as well as I do. In the course of any game, right? You know, um, a ball here or a ball there can change the momentum at any stage. Like you know, and you know, we saw a game over the weekend in Cork in the intermediate grade. Um, Ballin colleague led Blarney by ten points, I think, at half time, and coming down the stretch with seven minutes to go, there was still five or six or seven points up, like, and Blarney conjured up a victory. And I think you, you might be mentioning some of the, you know, the, the streamings and the, you know, some of the commentaries that are on there. And there's a, there's a great bit of commentary out there at the moment. Um, and it's obviously a Bellarney fella is actually is doing it because, um, you know, there was a fella, Pop Crowley, I think, got the goal late in the game. Like, and he said, Pop by name and Pop by nature. And he was Pan uh, Blarney. Like, you know, it was, it was brilliant stuff altogether, like, you know. Was absolutely magic, and and then to, then they get the winner, and, and I can't think of the name of the lad that got the winner. Party power, and he was for UCC last night. He got the goal after. Correct, he got, the same he, lad. Sorry, he got the, yeah, yeah, fourteen yeah. seconds. You know, so, like, it just shows you the momentum behind fellas. Like, party over the bar, party over the bar, party over the bar. <laughs> he said three <laughs> times, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a bit, I, yeah, we we mentioned these Facebook streamings. Uh, in other shows and they've been ah uh, geez they're just totally biased but they're brilliant <laughs> but actually, it, it is bringing the match into people's front rooms and there's a lo- oh. huge amount of supporters like Blarney have probably 10,000 people in around their community and there won't be five or six hundred people go to the match if they're allowed in but it could be two thousand two and a half thousand people tune in at home yeah. and it's the young and the old, it doesn't matter because the younger lads in particular, they may not go to a match. But if their buddy was playing, they say, look, lads, now, even though in the pandemic, they probably shouldn't be congregating in people's houses, but they will do that. Like, And I think the streaming, I hope it is here to stay, to be honest about it, because um, you're spreading the word and, you're, and like we're promoting the game of hurling, which is, is, which is what we want at the end of the day. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I think it's been a, it's been a massive success, especially we saw, as I said to you earlier on, a couple of the clubs coming together and tip you know, when, when the total lockdown came in on the matches, saying, will we go halves on a streaming and, and they're having a commentator for each side. That, that is magic altogether. We saw a Kenny one as well, TJ, with, when Walter Walsh got a slap. And That's right. He'll get an Oscar <laughs> for that, you man said, like, you know. Uh, even though he was, he was probably above roaring for Walter in the All-Ireland last year, but he was having none of it when it came to club level, like, you know. Yeah, but he, was, he also said, then, if he's the last man back, it has to be a red card. And you man said, that's a soccer rule, it's not you at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I you could, you, you I could look at it. Daily having counties having their own TV station, maybe in five, ten years down the road, with the fan zone, as I spoke about already, with some crack. We just before we move away from that point very briefly. The timing, right? And I know you might talk about referees and getting the extra time and the injury time around, right? But because the clock doesn't stop on the water break, right? It does kind of lead to a little bit of confusion. And this is one thing that we're happy around about in our, in our team, right? Is the clock does now run into 64, 5, 6, 7, right? So realistically, seven. yeah, seven, yeah. When you're looking at your watch, right, and someone could tell you there's two minutes to go, like in theory from 58 to 60, right? But in theory, right, at 58, there's literally 10 minutes left. So the whole psychology yeah. of that, and as we head into the inter-county scene, I'm sure Gerald and their guys will be preaching to their fellows, is this is going to run 
into, like in their case, 75 or 77 minutes. Like, so it will be a factor and has been a major factor. How many games around all the counties we spoke about have been won in that injury time? I know it's been a significant number in Galway. Yeah, and I, I know we, we spoke about that Antrim one last, last week. We yeah. went played 11 minutes to get the draw. <laughs> and uh, Lockheed, maybe it took something out of them because Dunlai, uh, we watched that on TG Car as well yesterday, trying to look over the head of the, the computer and big win for Dunlai, uh, local derby there. And so the bragging rights around the Glens will be with them. And yeah, there'll be ferocious tension in Clare as well. You know, the bridge and the mills, the mills not having won it in donkey's years. And the bridge really been the force since the 70s in Clare. Um, and Niall Gilligan now would live right in Kilmurray, which would be, you know, he's in the bridge parish, obviously Kilmurray is, but that right touches up on the, on the O'Callaghan's Mills, Kilkishan Parish, like which they draw from. So it'll be great crack, I'd say, if the likes of himself and fingers meet now when the reopening comes next Monday of the wet pubs, which there'll be a lot of down around that region. Um, it'd be great slagging going on. I already got an invite for the celebration some fingers last night in a text. He hasn't texted me in about three months, like, but uh, <laughs> I, got, I got one last night. He said it was a bed in Kikishan for me uh, when they did the business. So he's, he's confident. They feel it's their year, and we'll be looking forward to that in Clare. As everyone will, Clare obviously have produced a lot of the big teams in Munster, as I said, um, over the years. Lads, we got a double header on RTE on Saturday afternoon. I know I'm you to head off. Uh, for the epic, epic one, you'll get a chance to maybe see it again. But um, we start with the first one, though. Um, a lot of people fancied O'Loughlin's, I suppose, on early season form. Did they beat not, not just TJ, not just TJ. Um, yeah. Yeah, but they had, they had beat, they had beaten Belly Hale by nine points, like so, without yeah. a doubt. Uh, but look, coming up, like it was interesting that both pundits in the studio, I think, went for the Borough of Dixborough, and uh, they'd be very knowledgeable, obviously, uh, Lady Elbert and would Jackie. You know, but, so. but both of them said one key thing to me, right? And that was something that I really picked up on it, is that he said, both Jackie and Henry Shefflin said that the O'Loughlin Gales forwards were too small to take on the defenders for Dixborough. And that was the first key thing for me. You know, I know O'Loughlin's had beaten, Belly, but like we all know now that Belly Hale don't take the first couple of rounds of the senior championship, but the senior league as a Scotland Kilkenny, too serious. It is only when they get down to the business end, when there's a possibility they might be locked up, locked, knocked out, that they actually start to hurl. But both Henry and Jackie Terrell said their forwards are too small. They won't be able to physically take on the borough backs. And that is exactly how it actually transpired now. I, I thought there was some very, very good performances on both times. You, you had a man, I think, by the name of Shane Stapleton, Dela, in your yeah. time in, 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 in um, and I tell you this, he's some free taker, he's some man to score sideline balls. He, he was fantastic on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I was saying, I must clarify, did he get a league medal in 11? I'm not certain, but he, he certainly got a an, an, uh, Leinster. I, I think he got a Leinster minor, I'm fairly certain, but he definitely got a Leinster under 21. He would have been Liam Rush's club, St. Pat's Palmerstown, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't be that strong, Palmerstown. They would have had the two boys, really. And I suppose since yeah. Shane left him, he met a Kilkenny girl and he's teaching down there now. And he was interviewed afterwards, I think, by Marty. He just had a new baby last week. A lovely, lovely lad, but was always very laid back, had all the skills. But I suppose when you, when you get involved with a Kilkenny club, it can kind of shake you out of that... Um, Absolutely. I, I couldn't get the best out of him anyway. I knew the talent was there, and I, I, I oh God, I, I certainly. But he had a great game on Paddy Deegan as well. Like he drifted yeah. off Paddy Deegan, and he created a lot of the ball in for Bill Sheehan in the first half. That's right. That's right. Clever ball, and then the two sideline cuts were like something we'll see Which, in the US Open come the weekend ahead. And they're worth more than a, they're more than a point, like because like oh. they were nearly sixty five yards out, and it's well, becoming a feature. Like Matt Coleman from Blarney Stroke UCC has done his own team times already this year, um, and it is a big feature. If you have a good sideline player or sideline cut man, it's definitely worth a couple of points during any game at the moment. But like there was another mention there for Ono O'Shea who played for Lachlan Gales. I thought he was outstanding, and it just shows again. The Kilkenny, you know, fellas unknown, they're just forwards and, and you men own Cody now and Brian Cody in and we talk about Belly Hale in a minute, like they were super as well on Saturday, like you know, one for the big strong fella, the other for light, but also very effective, very quick, really, really good forward on Cody. Yeah, and like go back to the first game again though, you know, and we I suppose we were texting each other watching it a little bit, you know, that where was it going and like there's no doubt about it that um I think led Nolan one wing back and Ali Walsh the other wing back, Mikey Walsh's son, and then Killian Buckley really at the start of the game. Killian Buckley 
looked to be the Killian Buckley that has suffered now awful with injuries, Correct. but really yeah. seemed to be back to himself. But just yeah. like your take on it, your um, well, Lachlan's moved on O'Shea on him, a very quick player, I think ex UCD, and like he came off with six points in play. Like, and we spoke to Brian Hogan about this last week about this roving 11 and this running 11 everywhere. Now, Buckley held and Dixborough win. I know all is forgotten when you win, but like, I was just saying it to Mark there last night, like, I said, one of my worst days in Crow Park, Brian McAvoy got four points off me in a Ireland semi-final and my mother would hardly feed me like for the week. You know, my men scoring four points. But now, has the game changed, Gerald, in your opinion, that way that your centre-back, like, did he, and like, Brian Hogan did say that he, his theory was sit back, but play a bit of cat and mouse, go forward at times with him. But Ono Shea came off with six. Now, I would, maybe he didn't get all six off Killian because he started on the wing, for sure. Yeah. But uh, he definitely got four to six, if not five. It is a dilemma, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think the game has gone there the last number of years. Um, certainly centre-forwards nowadays, like the people, are, people in the olden days, maybe centre-forward was there to break the ball, you know, and the wing-forwards and midfielders coming through, getting on that breaking ball. But certainly nowadays, a lot of teams, um, some teams especially, are putting guys, you know, guys who are good athletes or with a good head in them and, and well able to hurl and, you know, can take their scores and play off the centre-forward and uh, not, not play the, you know, your typical centre-forward role. But again, I suppose you look, you, then you go up to Kilkenny and you see TJ Reid playing centre-forward with Kilkenny, like and he's, he's going nowhere other than centre-forward. But um, again, it's, 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 it's um, you know, it depends, I suppose, on the players that you have. And if you've got a guy who's, who's very good that can play that role, it certainly asks a lot of questions of the team's uh, in relation to their centre back, uh, do he does he follow? But I think most most teams now will 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 get their centre back to hold on the D uh, and get a get bring back a midfielder or bring back one of the forwards to try match up with the guy who's doing the yeah, roaming and that kind of stuff. You would you would have won you would you would have done that winning the fits, Jarrah with Paddy. You would have let Paddy sit and hold, and you'd have, you'd have brought a midfielder back to kind of cover he the outgoing centre forward. Like it's very evident in colleges hurling. And also, I think that's kind of where it came from, this row of an 11. You know, the old-style 11 of maybe my time, the PJ O'Connells, maybe, who, who would you have had there, Mark, centre-forward? You'd have... Fergie McCormack. Fergie McCormack, I was going to say, from Mallow, and right back yeah. to the Timmy Crowley, the Donny O'Connells, you know, these guys. Um, whereas the colleges, it... I think, brought an awful lot of this into play. Yeah, you know, it was, I suppose it was, it, was, it, was, it was a tactic that came in the last couple of years, like for, for when you know, with UCC that time. Again, I think it's down to the players that you have, Dale, like Paddy O'Loughlin yeah. is able to play that, that role that we had very, very well. And we had Owen Murphy sitting as a, as a, as a marking centre back, and Paddy got on a loose ball. And again, if you, you know, it, again, I suppose the quality, if, if you have quality forwards, then when you lose the centre forward, if he's going to go back to pitch, it, it does open up space for the other five forwards. And if you've got guys up there who are all very good individually and are able to, you know, I suppose the likes of Conway and Kingston, these guys, they look for space, they want space. And if we can get, if you can get that ball into space, you're getting them into scoring zones. So again, I think it's a lot down to the, the player playing that role, uh, that he's yeah. able to, he's, he's comfortable doing it and he's able to do it. And again, it's, I suppose it forms part of a system then that your team becomes uh, used to the extra man at the back and you're you short one on top. There's still, there's still the lock and the key positions, as far as I'm concerned, the centre-back and the centre-forward. Yeah. You will find in a lot of games, if your centre-forward dominated the opposition centre-back, you're probably going a long way to winning the game. I don't think in the modern game you can get a centre-back to follow everywhere because it just creates too much space. You have to have a plan. But like we said last week, if your centre-forward is coming off the centre-back, right, you have to make sure your players are using that ball well. They don't kill him. Like I said before, how many... Uh, I won't, I won't use the word players just lump ball into the six box and kill a team right so once the team is coached well once there's a good plan in place a centre forward coming after centre back it works every time but the players have to be good and have to use the ball well but still the lock and the key position for me and you know what though lads isn't it, isn't it a case if you win everything is alright Tony, yeah. Tony Kelly played 11 for Bellier yesterday hit 1-8 from play like I was texting lads saying, would they not try and get some handle on him and get someone to follow him? You know, maybe Paddy Donnellan wouldn't have the legs anymore to follow him, but somebody to close that down, like even in the quarterfinal, Kilmele managed to hold him maybe three or four from play. But uh, once and the Mills win with a last minute goal in the pint, you've got, okay. got to be talking about the one he missed there earlier. He said, like, they missed free that again, you know, yeah. he scored one Yeah, and wrong on me, wrong on me as well. And yeah. I'm on about the, the, even the goal chance in the goalie, like, I mean, I mean, how? One is what more can you do? 
But uh, yeah, certainly. Just one thing that struck me while you were talking there, Jura, and, and a quick one on this now. There's no way Shane Kingston can rock up for UCC now, can he? No, no, he's senior with uh, he's senior with Douglas. Once you oh, play yeah. senior, you're Once senior, you play senior in Cork. Senior in Cork. And again, back to the point, I suppose you mentioned there a couple of guys that you could say that might be brought in from, you know, a couple of Billy Sheen or whatever it is, or um, these guys who might be available. I don't think that, like, the lads are going to do that because he never break the spirit of the team now. If you were to, yeah. you know, if you, were to, if you were to parachute in three or four guys that might be able to play, uh, I think they walked off a squad at the start of the year that were, that were committed to playing it. And I think at this stage now they'll stick with them. And even though there'll be other players there, there'll be a couple of Kilkenny guys there, Aidan Norris in UCC. You know, Tom Kenny was in UCC for a while. All those guys, you know, yeah, are, are all eligible to play, um, you know, the two violins as well. But that's not going to happen. I think the lads have committed to the guys who are there and, and, and they'll stick with that. And uh, I think that's the, that's the right call. It just depends, like, if it's a Paddy Cadell type player, you might be willing to bend the rules slightly. But OK, we'll, we'll take your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but look at lads, just to, just to finish on that one before we go on to, the, I suppose, the game of the weekend, there's only way we call it, two brilliant goals by, by Dixborough. Aidan Nolan converted, he's only 22 or 3, I think. Uh, con- someone on the extended Kilkenny panel as well. Like, and I, I was inquiring, I actually texted Jackie, what age is this guy? Like, what a goal, lads. Soul, Paddy, Paddy Deegan, the dummy. Uh, and that's a defender, isn't he? Yeah, like straight running now. Seemed to pick up a fairly serious knock. Hope it's not too serious for his own sake. Um, and then Shane Stapleton with the killer goal, obviously. But got that ball, lads, 50 yards out. But and again, saw the gap yeah. and just... Yeah, same thing I was saying saying to you about Kilkenny. The minute they get the ball and they get a sight of goal, they're just going straight down your throat. And Are you comparing to this to a couple of the cock forwards, Mark? It's just it's just every forward. Every forward in Kilkenny wants to take you on. I think there certainly would be a style of play that a lot of the forwards in Cork, not all, would be inclined to when they turn their man and they see a chance of getting a point, they knock the ball over the bear. You know. Maybe, maybe into the future that will change. We just have to. Wait. I would agree. I would agree with you, Mark. I think that there is a slight DNA difference. Like in the Kilkenny forwards, they do have goal in their mind for that first couple of seconds. No doubt about it. But TJ, I, I do think, and and your saw this in a couple of the games over the weekend, right? And and um, it happened in the sales game a couple of times. A forward was racing through with another player actually on his shoulder, shoulder. and he did he didn't part. And like that's the one thing I I, I think. And part of that is because referees haven't been allowed. They're not allowing the game to advance. So sometimes when a fella's back, he gets a foul and the referee will blow a free and give a free in. Whereas if you leave it develop, forwards will get used to saying, listen, he's going to keep going. I need to support him. I need to follow the man in with the ball and then part. And I think if you get three or four or five years of that, of constant seeing it happen, it actually becomes, I suppose, part of nature. And I think... That is happening in Kilkenny for the last two decades, as far as I can see. And you go back to the scene of him in the palm. The first 10 minutes, they go at you straight away and they go for goals. And TG, you, you go back to the Limerick final you played when um, yeah. Eddie Brendan was on Shea Masiki. Like, I mean, the, like, he was just going in. Whether he was stopped, that's fine. But I just think we have certainly in the last number of years in Cork, it has been take the free or take the point. Whereas I think the difference in Kilkenny is that the referee will allow it to develop and will allow it to play and the belting is unreal in it. And, but goals are a big thing and, and we're lacking that, I think, you know. But on that, Mark, we're moving on to the second game. Like, there, there is no... Now, they have lost Adrian Mullen, young horror of the year. They have lost one of the greatest men for me and Nick Finley. Maybe the legs were given a bit, but still anchored it last year to win the All-Ireland Club at centre-back. But to, has has there anyone in the history of club hurling had a, had a fourteen and eleven like TJ and Colin Finley? Like I mean, it's just an incredible outlet, isn't it? I mean, they were struggling, concede one twenty six, and yet the two boys every time it went up, and the telepathy between them, like for the third goal, like you know, but Colin Finley, Colin Finley to get two five from play, you know, and his eight county medals won. He's two All-Ireland clubs and he's four All-Ireland seniors in his back pocket. And he's hurling like a gazelle at the moment. Like, And it typified the first ball that actually went in. You man the full back from James Stevens wore the hurling off the back of his arm. But he caught the ball and he held it and he turned it and he created a goal chance. Like, so, like, there's a physicality in that game up there. It's it's ferocious. But, like, I know James O'Connor Joxer, who's in charge of, of Ballyhale this year, and he just says, like, their commitment, Anthony, is phenomenal. The commitment to training. 
You're training at seven o'clock. He's there at six. He's putting out the coins at six o'clock, and he rocks TJ Reid like a ten past six every night without fail. And you know he'd, he'd be on the table getting a rub down. He'd come out then. He'd strike maybe fifty frees, and like he's just he's just a machine. Like and he has done it for the last decade. And in my opinion, he's the best hurler in the country without question because he has it all. He has a great hand out of the air. He's great balance, striking left and right, and a free taker. And he has all of the components of the, to be the best holder at the moment. Like Patrick Hogan is a brilliant, brilliant free taker, brilliant stick man. But winning the ball out of the air on, on a regular basis wouldn't be a feature of his. Uh, Joe Kenning, brilliant stick man is in. But he doesn't get around and do, do the work that TJ Reid does. No way, like in my opinion. No. No doubt. And um, TJ, I don't know what stage that Kristen was at, whether you had uh, half a crate of Guinness drink and a half bottle of whiskey, as John Kenny famously said, <laughs> at, Bridie, and Bridie, at Bridie's Kristen. But um, I was going well. It, it was, uh, I tell you, though, it was one of the, group, the best club games I ever saw. And that's well, a fair was, statement now, this hour of my life, I tell you. It it just, and, and James Stevens, you have to give massive credit to them. Yeah. I think James Stevens were lucky not to get something out of the game. They definitely deserved it as far as I was concerned. Like, if there was a coaching workshop to be done with clubs up and down the country, I think this game could form part of it. The work rate, the energy, the refereeing, the physicality, the sportsmanship at the end of it, the scores, the finishing, it definitely had it all. The response from James Stevens, I, I suppose my thoughts and our thoughts in the room was when Belly Hay got those early two goals, was this was going to be another kind of quarterfinal job. 2-8 to next, 6, like. 2-8 to, eight eight to six. 6, yeah. Like, get the next nine points or something in a row. Some of, the, some of the ball play, uh, like, as I said, the refereeing definitely helps. Like, you know, Patrick Mullen, that's what you'd be ever advocating somebody gets sent off. He probably could have got sent off about four times in some other county <laughs> with his high tackles. And even, I did think, I did think, you now maybe you can say to me, technically he was right. I thought the referee's call to give that decision to win the game. Like, if I was involved with James Stevens, right, knowing my mentality, I probably would have been inside this 21 yard line myself, Taylor. There's no yeah. greater certainty. You would have been above beside Cody. I would. The two, this definitely, definitely. The two, the two things that stood out for me was what Matt touched on there was like TJ Reid, like for Colin Fennelly's goal. How many players would have gone for the goal themselves or knocked that ball over the bar to play a super ball? Colin Fennelly, great finish too. You can't underestimate that. But I'll just come back to the, 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 the one play where the James Stevens man was going through, right? He had a couple of options, right? He could have put the ball over the bar from two up. He could have squared it for his, for his teammate. Or basically, he just took the option to go. Now, like what you said there, you win the game, he scores the goal himself. It's brilliant, right? And the other thing too was, which the referee did miss, right? I'm not sure if you saw it in the replays, the cornerback did show the early, right? So what he should have been come back for a free, right? So small things win games. But as a spectacle... Uh, as a club hurling game, to watch it on Saturday evening, magnificent. A brilliant, brilliant advertisement for club hurling. The quality of it, fantastic. And even listen to the managers afterwards, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I know all the likes of Tony Lean and them were raving there about some Kerry football match between Dr. Crocs and a big amalgamation again. Uh, <laughs> East and West Kerry joined up or something. But like this, this, lads, geez, this was just, I didn't see the likes of it. And you know what? Billy Hill, they'll be going, they won't be able to go for three in a row all Ireland's, but they're going for three in a row uh, to Kenny's and, and, and they will have a final though with Dixborough, they will have a final on their hands, I tell you, I was really, really impressed with the standard and I will say this for James Stevens, two lads just out of minor in their last two years, Conor Forward's own, Gilfile, Ty Dwyer, like they had a midfield of Conor Brown and Keen Kenny, Jesus, that's the, like guys that I hadn't maybe taken much notice to match a route again, they had magnificent games and yeah, uh, some, some goal for James Stevens, wasn't it? Oh, finish. God, like he, he had brilliant to aim at there. Like, he wouldn't even see it, I said. Brilliant goal, uh, yeah. and with, with fellas like Joy Holden and Richie yeah. Reid and Baron Down, you're like, geez, like, that oh, was a brilliant goal. And, and like, look, I think they want this, you know, I think Cody, the little spit in the hand, I suppose, not allowed under the COVID restrictions, but uh. He'd be kind of saying the village won't be too long before they'll be back again. His own crowd, and if he takes a step back from Kilkenny, whenever we don't know when that'll be, he, he won't mind uh, having a few of these young fellas at club level. If he was to go back and give the club a year or two, um, and what a final to look forward to there! In, in Dana, would, wouldn't it be great now if the um, hopefully there's some announcements during the week that the numbers going to matches maybe maybe that might be lifted. Is there any geek about that? 
Well, there was geeks about all sorts of things, but I showed you the picture last week of the uh, the Antrim semi-finals, and uh, I put it up on Twitter. But the final was played uh, between two of the Glens teams above in Ballycastle yesterday. It is there was more than four hundred people there anyway, and I'll just leave it at that. Like the atmosphere yeah. was electric, and it was the envy of other people, you know, who were stuck in pubs by the way, ordering pizzas and sipping pints and watching their own teams and there's an awful argument for members of clubs to be allowed in at least you know that yeah, stadiums like the park and the, all our parks you know all our county grounds definitely in the county grounds like and I mean like it, it, I suppose there was a couple of games that were shown where people were congregating at the county grounds and maybe sitting beside each other because they know each other but I think if the steward said to people listen lads would you ever spread out there over the course and that's all that's all supporters I think would take that on board if they were allowed in, if you could get it back up to 500 or 1,000 people, like there's no reason why the county grounds can't take 1,000 people. for And like you're getting down to the semi-finals and finals of championships right now in, in all grades, it would be great to see that happening over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and I, I look at it, I, I, I've been obeying the guidelines and not going to Mass uh, since March, but we had an all-anniversary Mass yesterday morning uh, for my brother-in-law, Martin. It was a year gone from us and uh, we miss him awful, but... You know what? The church in Kilmele was properly. You could sit in this seat. You couldn't sit in the next seat. And you know what? There was about 80 people in the church which could take comfortably a few hundred, I suppose. You know, so it's not rocket science either. We could close off the areas and family units could sit together and and, and all that. But look, lads, we better move on because I suppose we have huge stuff to look forward to next week. The Limerick final, TJ. Will it be a bridge too far for doing again? Something different about them. Tony Ward is definitely working uh, something there with them. Uh, like I said, I questioned them. I thought they should have seen a county one before now. I did think as well that the last of the two wives was mad, mad like to think that, that they could beat Kilmallock without Richie English and Dara Dunham. But you would have said no chance, but they've done. And if you go back to their previous game and tell you that when they played Paris as well, Gillan got a Super Bowl to get a draw. Dune were definitely the better side. But uh, that said, Napierce will be favourites. And with the player power that they have, Crikey, hard to see past them. Yeah, the spread is... If they had the two buys, you'd very much say yeah. 50-50. Yeah. You know, and as you said, Kevin Downs has only 12 stitches in the finger. So that's, that's, he'll be that's fine, not, yeah. He'll be fine, he'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, we, we probably expect... But Dune have been tearing up the script, so maybe a little bit like O'Callaghan's Mills and Clare, you'd never know what way that'd go. Obviously, lads, um, TJ, you have your semi-finals in Galway. Uh, you'll be expected to come through easily. Um, and the other one is the tricky one. Um... The two semi-finals there we are on Sunday in Salt Hill, so we probably have the magic winds blowing straight down the pitch to deal with, yeah, which always makes it a game of two halves. Um, Capitagal have been in the county semi-final for the last three years in a row, and they'll be trying to go a step further, so I wouldn't ever dream that this was going to be easy. This is a tricky game. But look, we probably will be slight favourites. Uh, things have gone well for us, and I mean the no-excuses camp, Dero, as you well know where that camp is. Uh, the second one, Impressed with both teams the last day. Lockray had a great win over Melos. But I thought Turlock Moore looked to have something more. They were moving well. Dybrook really powered on the middle field in the second half. I think Turlock Moore will take a lot of beat in that semi-final. Okay, so that's a Thomas's Turlock Moore final from TJ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to look like... Thanks, Dilo. Thanks, Dilo. <laughs> so we, we'll hopefully have you next Monday on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but look, um, I suppose we, something we didn't touch on last week, and my fault as the presenter in some ways, um, and we'll come back to the, another massive final, I suppose, local to us here, very near us in tip in a minute. But the Dublin final is intriguing as well. And we didn't touch on the semi-finals last week. But um, a Belly Bowden team that looked horribly poor against Kilmacud in the first round have really got their act together. And fellas like Stephen Heine are even back in the fold. And uh, Joe Fortune, I think, has them ticking. And they come up against, of course, the mighty Kula, uh, who were heavily involved in football again yesterday. While Bowden were involved in football, they wouldn't have had too many crossover fellas. So that's a massive game in Dublin uh, to be looked forward to next weekend again, Jar. Yeah, that's a big game for, for both clubs. Uh, as you said, Bowden, a very experienced team, a lot of lads who've been, who've been there for quite a number of years and a uh, very, very, you know, very, very strong club. And Kula, uh, uh, you know, we all know what they did for you know, a number of years with Matty Kenny in charge, but they've, re- they've, re- they've, re- they've responded again. And I think when you have someone like Conor Callan inside in the full forward line there, he's going to cause trouble no matter who he's playing against. So I think that's the big challenge for Borden. I think if they can uh, 
if they can hold him in, um, and uh, cut the supply of ball to him. Yeah, uh, I, know I, the, I know the supply. But would you see probably James Madden being given the task there? Like he'd be, he'd be the natural fella in my head, maybe. Yeah, he was a very good man marker. Like he's a very, he'd be probably you know they obviously both lads would know each other very well from from going up along. Uh, Madden, Madden is a is a hardy, tough bit of stuff that uh, uh, probably of the guys that that they have. Um, would be and he's athletic. Of, That's why he's athletic, very athletic. athletic like is, that, and, what and you have to be for Con. Like, well, he'd be also prepared. I think as well. He's a natural defender. He's a, you know what I mean. He'll, he'll defend. He'll know get the ball, keep it out of out of Con's hand if possible. Like you know, and I think if that. Uh, they'll need that to happen if that's if they have a chance of winning it. Uh, they need to they need to quieten Con as you say, both in 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 the fact on the scoreboard, but also in the supply of ball coming into him. So has he brings to, to be uh, a good game. Looking forward to seeing it if it's a if it's featuring and um, hard one to call, Dale. Hard one to call. Yeah, I wouldn't write off board and momentum is a lot and around finals, especially as I found out to my cost, are very hard to beat. The old teams that get to finals, Six Mile Bridge are. Bit like this as well, and clear like that. They're great once they get there. You might catch them in a quarter or a semi or earlier, but if they get in around the final, they could be hard to beat. And Borden would have that reputation as Zinky. No, they'd be underdogs. I'd have a grow obviously for Kilmiley in that one. That's another one, Cosby and Kilmiley, that I would love if if the sanctions were lifted to be trying to ring someone there in Kilmiley. I'm no word with John Myler, maybe St. John, can you snake me in there? I, I, I let on I'm doing stats or something just to see because. <laughs> The rivalry there and that North Kerry whole aspect is, is huge and I, I, that'll be great as well. But I suppose, look, you call it the little All-Ireland, but I suppose the man at the top left-hand corner of my screen will have to get a say on this one. Uh, the All-Ireland Champions County Final is on uh, this weekend. Uh, Larry, um, it's, a, it's a, a huge, huge game and what, what a club and what a year a lot more Castellani are having, Larry. Yeah, incredible. They marched on at the weekend into the into the football final as well. So um handy enough by all I didn't see it now, but uh eighteen points to one eleven over mile rovers. Um they still all played like the, all the jewel fellas. So yeah, so four I think they expect maybe four thirteen or fourteen of them. Amazing going like so, yeah, it's great going in fairness. And yeah. is for me, I was very impressed with them now with the misfortune doing our a few accumulators I put in Nina as we announced last week and our accumulators are falling by the wayside fairly rapid belly cost us again yesterday. But but anyway, um is there like for me I was very impressed with their style of play against Nina in terms of the teamwork, in terms of the know how, in terms of John McGrath, the Roven eleven. Is there ferocious pressure on Killadangan to get it done, Larry? In North Hip, we'll say. Like that, that just the third final now in five years. Will they have better teams in years to come? Pressure from themselves, I suppose, yeah. I mean, they're coming, as you say, three or four years. Um, and they have a lot of, I mean, and they have a lot of lads, as you're, you're talking about lads who might make a, an impact and make the breakthrough at county level. I mean, they have a lot of lads who are on the verge of breaking into the, the, the tip team as well, you know. So, like, it's a platform for those boys as well. But... Yeah, I suppose there's probably a lot more you would think would handle maybe the, the big day a bit easier. But I would say Kildangan, if you're to take it as a pure, as a game on its own merits, Kildangan would be slight favourites, I would say. Yeah. If you're to take weather the pressure are, out of it. Weather are very good at the moment as well, which will make for a classic in this one, TJ. I think you know, yeah, the McGrath's will love this. The Kildangan didn't have all the, you know, the really good first touch hurlers and spray the ball and... You know, I think the weather we're having even this week that's promised a bit of an Indian summer and will make for a fantastic spectacle in this one. Great forecast yeah, for the week ahead. And this game's on TG4. And it's oh, yes. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. it's serious. Yeah, because yeah, there's brilliant. no danger you'd spend the eight quid to stream it. Like. <laughs> there's no way I'll get to Tipperary County board eight euros. Not a chance. Yeah, I drive up and get the ladder out, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, Mark, you can watch the Limerick one on Saturday night. You can watch the Brilliant one on Sunday um, on, on live TV. But great, again, to have a, cal- a match of this calibre coming up. Um I suppose the sustainability of all these games for the GA with people not paying in is going to come into question down the road. But look for 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 the neutral hurling fan all around the country to be watching these calibre of players playing with their club again. Brilliant for the GA and brilliant for the club player. Like yeah, brilliant suppose, for the club player. Yeah, brilliant for the club player to have all and these players around. That is the big message, is that the club player is front and centre now of GA for the last couple of months and will be for another maybe three or four weeks. And like he's been the forgotten player for the last decade because the inter-county scene has taken over. And 
you know, we'll, we'll be we'll be having a pod that says sometime on, on you know the GPA's decision or the stats that came out in the county players want uh, a condensed season over five months. Like that, that's a big, big uh, statement, and I think the GA are moving towards that all the time. But the club player and the promotion of the club game has been brilliant in the lockdown. But in the main two, Dillo, we're getting the quality, as we saw there last weekend in Kenny. Like that was, I suppose, one of the questions you would have asked is, could the club bring that sort of quality? entertainment that we're used to from the inter-county scene and I think that the answer has to be yes now if two big matches come in the weekend can they bring it but for me the answer is yes yeah I think so and uh Let's listen to Mac Landers there. You'd never think he lifted Liam McCarthy at all. Like you'd say, it was all about club and it is all about both. Like, and we all know, we all know where we came from, Mark, and we, where we go back yeah. to, and that's and, it. And, like. and Anthony, unless you have a vibrant club championship, you're not going to have a good inter-county team. In my, in my, it just doesn't wash, as far as I'm concerned. You can't just bring a good inter-county team if you don't have good players and a good club championship, in my opinion. Yeah, and look, even a tip there, you know, you have. You, I, I think the is the the what do they call it, Larry? This the, the one the Kenyans didn't win. Ryan Ryan Pierre. Shem Sorian. Uh We'll be able to see if we if we, if we could see it. We won't be able to see it unless we stream it. Uh, I have no problem paying the eight quid now, mind you. But we, we 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 will see the own, the great Owen Kelly again, will we? Yeah, exactly. And Paul Curran as well. And oh, and of dear. course Ken's boys, Laura, are there as well. Correct, and, and, and Bonner and all that brings as well. And, uh, you know, that's, I think they, they have also struck on a great system, which a system that had a lot of problems with North. And was hard, yeah. I often said it was harder to be knocked out of the Tipperary Championship than it was to, to climb Everest at one stage, you know, with, with the connotations. Back to county a little bit, as we look forward to Tip, and that's, as you said, TJ, fantastic. The TJ Carr have that as well the weekend. Um, Gerard, the green light is given Saturday for the All-Ireland but you mightn't have a hurlier carrier to pop into Matt Coleman in front of you if he's racing up the wing and someone breaks his hurley and you're there on the line. You mightn't have a hurler. You, you better have a few hurleys yourself. As the coach. Will you Sully do that job, Sully, with the man with the hurleys? <laughs> I'd be afraid of Sully holding a lot of hurleys. <laughs> you leave no, Sully leaves, leaves, leaves Sully out of this with the holding the hurleys. <laughs> but, um, come here. What do you make of the conditions, the the dressing rooms at least are going to be allowed to be opened in some form uh, for an old shower for fellas driving 40 and 50 minutes or maybe back to work for all the world in Dublin or in Kilkenny or wherever they're based um, for various counties. And, and um, we down to 11 mentors allowed in with a team, panel of 32 uh, mm-hmm. for training, only allowed to train or a match three times a week. I think I'm right, am I? Mark, yes, you've, yes. you've studied these better, have you? Three sessions, two training sessions and a match. Um, no overnight stays. 32 players allowed at training. 26 players allowed only at match day. A significant thing, I think, where a possibility must travel separately to, to training and to matches. 11 backroom staff. And as you said, the, the dressing rooms are back. No, they said they're back from autumn and winter. So that's an interesting one. Yeah, county finals <laughs> might be able to be using them as well. So Yeah, well, I, or maybe like... Does does the question come out now? Like, does oh we can allow dressing rooms for the intercounty fellas, but we can't allow them for the clubs? Yeah, and like, you know like the this way is only an intercounty roadmap now. It's yeah. not a club roadmap. Know, I know, but you know the way after the county final, you'd like to be putting on the glad rags for the night, TJ. Do you know? Yeah, but do I not say that in all these just kinds of mad rules and regulations coming? I was watching a rugby game the other weekend where a fella came off. He was inside and he went to the scrum there for most of the match with his head up and other fellas backside, right? And then when he comes off, he's to put on a mask, like, right? Some of these GA rules, they ain't going to work, like. They ain't going to work. These inter-county squads have their backroom teams and their squads in place since the start of the year. Now they've come along, the rules are changing. And look, in the main, they'll all play along and they'll play the political game and say, I'm going with this. But look, you and me know that ain't going to happen. So, hi, some of these teams now have 11 people in their stats team. That's mine anywhere else. Like, so, are they, are they I know, but, 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 TJ, like, um, the government said that they'll fund this for the GA. So, if you flout it and it goes back, will your county be cut astray? So, will, will county boards say we can't afford to be cut off from the government funding? Like, Yeah, possibly, but there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I think that guys will find out They'll find their way around it, you know. And, and a dear man, or here we come, like, is it? I, there, there's going to be certain aspects of that. And I, 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 I do think, like, if you look at most coaching teams now, like what they have on the pitch and the level that they've gone to, 
like you do need all these people and you do need significant help and like even with 32 players like you've got a two three four players injured at any one time they might be able to play a game you want to have your 15 and 15 and training like that's that's difficult if you were into county manager if you were managing Clare next week whatever it is would you play by the rules well, choose the tours in a match Sunday morning, yeah? Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Well, we have an inter-county coach come selector here on, actually on the screen in front of us now. And you're like, you know, obviously you're, you're going to be delayed more than nearly any other county in terms of the county championships. I know you can go back training this week, but you won't have everyone available to you. Can you see yourself playing a couple of matches, like, if, if you're to stick to those guidelines? Obviously, TJ has suggested maybe the counties won't. And like, that's fair enough. I can see where he's coming from there as well. But, like, what would you possibly think of that you'd play a couple of Leinster counties maybe coming up to the 24th? That's probably the only real options for us still in that kind of situation because obviously the, like with the Monster Championship coming up you've got very limited opportunities as to who you can play. So obviously the obvious place to go to would be go to Leinster and see what the story is there. Yeah, it, it is quite restrictive as, as TJ said. Like it's a situation where you know, you've got guys there who are, who, are, who are giving their time both players and backroom team and now all of a sudden, you know, there's a chance that players, some players won't be won't be brought to matches, and some, you know, backroom team won't be brought to matches. But it's very difficult. You know, we're just, you know, these things only these guidelines only came out uh, whatever Saturday or yesterday, just trying to get our head around what it entails. Like you know, and three times a week is two matches or a game or three sessions a week. You know what I mean? That's that's limiting. Um, that's limiting. But the positive thing certainly is the the showers situation, dressing rooms that. Heading into winter time, you know, I thought it was ludicrous a situation where you go to matches, club matches now, and fellas talking off on the side of the pitch. At least weather is has been has been good enough for that to happen. But heading into the winter, uh, and you guys travelling 40 or 50 miles after a wet night's training for for an hour and a half in the pitch, and you have to drive all the way home without having a shower. I think that 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 made absolutely no sense. So I think there's some there's some ones there that need to be looked at, and maybe a bit of common sense should prevail in relation to the situation like that where we have dressing rooms, and if there's if it's done properly, if it's monitored properly, and if all the, the guidelines are, are adhered to, I think that can be done. So it's, a, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be different. Um, different situations. Again, the, I suppose the games behind closed doors, as we can see from club matches, like, you know what I mean? It's definitely the atmosphere is, 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 um, has been impacted. And, you know, there's talks of maybe increased, um, increased crowds at the bigger venues for county championship matches. I think that would be, that'd be very, very welcome, even though it would be a nightmare for tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ring me, says you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I think this year, uh, anyway, we'd always be making excuses that we can't get them, but this year, for sure, uh, we'd be able to say, look, look, sorry, I hope I'm doing commentary somewhere or doing something to get in. Like, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dale, can you see your former goalkeeping teammates uh, playing uh, specifically by those rules? Um, who's that? Tommy Hager, do you speak Clare Castle goalie while I was there? Noel Considine. Um, Noel is actually, Noel Considine is actually part of the Wexford backroom. He's the goalkeeping coach there. So he's involved with Davy as well. He goes to Wexford there as well um, three times a week. Um, so look, uh, look, as you said, look, if we can see a way around it, I suppose, and we, we'd nearly all do it, I suppose, if we, could, if we thought we'd get away with it. But I, I think it'll be interesting to see what take the county boards and the county chairman and, the, you know, the CEOs, the secretaries, full-time secretaries and all that. It, what, we, we, we haven't seen the finer detail of what came out of that meeting. We listened to Ned Quinn in Kikini saying it was very positive and they're willing to help with the funding of expenses for lads driving to train and driving to matches, etc. But we haven't seen about what the implications are if, if a team flout the laws and are caught flouting the laws, like, you know. Yeah, and like Michael Dygonen has gone on record Dale earlier on in the season and he's probably called out John Horn, I think, at one stage about uh, inter-county teams training and there being ramifications. So, like, I think you might be right that there may be financial sanctions on teams who maybe go above the numbers in terms of backroom staff or players of training or match the numbers. And it's, it's very difficult. And George pointed out that you may have a number of injured players that are not available to you that you should still be carrying. But I suppose, like, for the championships to go ahead, everybody, every intercounty setup has got to be conscious that, you know, you've got to play your part in the whole pandemic scenario and just play by the rules, I suppose, really is the most important thing. That, and, like, at the start of these pods earlier on, Anthony, we didn't think we'd have a championship. We do have a championship, and there's no point in um, 
in 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 upsetting that now, you know. Yeah, look, and that's all. To be, and we'll have loads of time to talk about that. I think when all the club stuff is is, is finished, and we we'll be we'll be keeping an eye and listening for the rumours. And Jack Cunningham will tell us nothing, rightly so. Um, and I think, look, lads, just for the week that's in it, and I'm doing a, a bit of a chat with three of your teammates, Jar, and you were part of that unique occasion 30 years ago, uh, where where the rebels brought home the double. Um, talk of doing it this year as well, mind you. But um, we we'll see how that pans out. But no, um. I think there's a big initiative for the hospice in Marymount uh, this week to go red for Cork. Myself and TJ might decline. Now, we might contribute, all right, TJ, uh, because it is a great cause. Uh, but to go red, I think, on the 16th, uh, a couple of days' time. Um, and the main thing, I think, we could give off the message, contribute for Marymount. They do massive work, and they're also going, TJ's after producing his Liverpool hat in the background, and no doubt Larry has it recorded. So there's a bit of red involved there. They got off to a lucky, a lucky, a lucky start against Leeds United, but I, I, have, I have nothing to say about soccer this weekend. But, uh, lads, I, I will say, you know, that is a great cause, and if people could contribute. And, um, uh, lads, again, the paper, like, 32 pages of sport and if you're a J fan in particular if you're a Tour de France fan if you're a racing fan the examiner has it all for you this weekend and a marathon marathon podcast here this morning um, but with so much to talk about and again what we mentioned to look forward to uh, in, for next weekend it's going to be screens and uh, televisions and, and we'd be like the granddad on, on, on Only Fools and Horses remember the lad that had the two tellies we'd be, we'd be like him and we'll dedicate today's show to one Pop Crowley from Blarney thanks guys for being with us and we'll talk to you next week 23 Cormac Amani bats it down good ball Pop you need to win it Pop you to win it rides the challenge pops it over the head Pop by name Pop by nature oh Barry's one in yeah yeah Pop Crowley yes we're back level in this game! Come on, Barry! Come on, Barry! What a goal! What a goal! You won't see that in action replay, but Pop Crowley picked up the ball. The man tried to cream him, he rode it, he popped the ball over the man's head. He ran through. No way should he went for the goal, but he tries it into the top corner of the net. Next ball is vital. Up we go again. Who's going to win it? Joe Jordan is there. Out comes Sean Crowley, his brother. The two Crowleys now are coming into their own. Joe Jordan on the ball. Joe winds up. It's a big one. Colin, Colin and Party. Colin and Party, Party's onto it. Party's onto it. Party's over the bar. Party's over the bar. Woo! Party's over the bar. Come on again. Get the back, Bernie. Colin, Colin, go short. Colin, Colin, go short. Colin tries to block. Ah! What a game. What a game. What a game. What a game. I'll tell you this, you just can never, ever give up on a hurling match. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 